Hello, and welcome to the All Things Narrative podcast, where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. I'm your host, Derek Hatch, and let's get started. What's up, everybody out there? Derek Hatch back in action with the All Things Narrative podcast. And it's been a bit since I've done an episode just solo. So I wanted to come on here and do a follow-up to the episode that we started with this year in 2023. Uh, We talked about New Year's resolutions and this new chapter that we might find ourselves in in our ever-unfolding life story. And so if you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for stopping by. You can learn more about what we do at allthingsnarrative.com. And yeah, I want to get right into this because that episode, your next chapter starts today, is really all about focusing on the present, right? Which is something that we all should do. We should be in the moment We should be present wherever we're at, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's at the dinner table with our families, whatever chapter we might find ourselves in, we wanna be all into that. But what happens when there's a knock on our door and the past is calling? What happens when there's something that we're reminded of that took place long ago it gets us to start questioning whether or not the present is really all that great. And in doing that, we might spend so much time thinking about our past that it actually prohibits us from moving forward into the future because there's a part of us that wants to go backwards, back to something And what is that something? Maybe it's something that feels more comfortable. Maybe it's something that we have more control over. Maybe it's something that felt better than the discomfort of this moment, right? Because we talked about before that you could be in a new chapter and face trials and adversity. And that even though this is the stuff that good stories are made of, we could still look back and say, ah, that, that, that was better. That was better than this. And it's weird because in the past, sometimes we don't always remember all the bad. Sometimes in the past, all we remember is bad. But sometimes we, because we already know how that particular chapter or plot thread or moment, season, how it ends, because we already have that hindsight and we look back and we're like, oh, wow, that was, that was really cool. That was a great time. But of course, we don't have that in the present. We don't have that sense of perspective and hindsight. What we have now is just this weird discomfort where we don't quite know where it's all heading. We don't know where our life is going and what turns the story is going to take. And this is why I wanted to do an episode here about this little thing you might've heard of called nostalgia. And nostalgia plays a role in a lot of this because the best definition that I have for nostalgia is longing for the way things used to be. I think that's what's at the heart of it, right? I think, and I'll give some examples in just a moment here, but I think when we revisit something in our past in the present moment, 
ultimately it's reminding us of something that we held on to that brought us something that was meaningful to us at that time. But I think if we're not careful, it can be this longing of, wow, wasn't that a great time? 1998, <laughs> I don't know. That's the first year I thought of for some reason. But that's what we can do. We can look back instead of look ahead. Now, I'll start by asking you this. Have you ever found a time where you found yourself thinking that things were so much better back then? If you did, then you might be nostalgic. You might be having a moment of nostalgia. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And how does nostalgia play a role in our stories? So one of the things that I learned that I didn't know actually as I was researching on this topic was that nostalgia, the word, was originally used for soldiers. Soldiers who were on the battlefield who were long far away from home and it was this longing to return. And it was such a deep longing that it actually brought them a sense of pain because they missed home so much. So it created this longing. And I think as human beings, in any circumstance, that's understandable because we live in a world of change, a world where things are changing, especially nowadays, faster than we can even comprehend it. And that change is baked into our very beings, into our bodies themselves. Have you ever heard that scientists say that the, the cells in our bodies, even our, our skin, I believe, that they die and are replaced every, I think, five to seven years? So even you, the biological makeup of you is constantly changing. And not only are you physically changing, and you can add aging to that as well, but you're changing as a person. As we've talked about with identity, right? Identity is this kind of your way of navigating the world, of negotiating your roles and, and who you are and how you're perceived. And, and that identity is shaped by narratives, there's, we did a whole episode on this, that there's narratives that can push you to move into certain places and directions in your life. And so you might encounter something that moves you into a new place, into a new chapter. But that's not the only type of change we have. In addition to the the biological and, and the physical and, and the social? And what about the emotional change? What about changes in your relationships? How does that affect you? And even larger than that, what about the changes within the world as a whole about the way that we do things? We look to the future and we wonder, where's the dollar going? Are we, are we moving towards cryptocurrency? We look at the world around us and say, can I really afford to buy a home one day with these interest rates and so many things changing? 
What do we do with the next pandemic? I mean, my goodness, if there's something that brought about change very quickly and that we're still years later feeling the ramifications of, it's that. So when we live in a world where there's all these changes, we find comfort in the past. We find comfort in that sense of longing for a time when things might've been simpler, when times might've been better, when things were maybe more in our control, when things were maybe more comfortable. Maybe we were ignorant about certain things that we can't go back on now. And of course, if this is what we're thinking, wow, things were so much better then, then we might be entering into the realm of nostalgia. And what we need to ask ourselves is, where does nostalgia have its place in our story? Is it possible to have a healthy relationship with the past and being nostalgic for it? And what does it look like when it gets dangerous? Do you know people who you've been in a conversation with them, maybe they're older, and all they can do when you ask them how things are going, how's life, all they can do is talk about how great things were in their past. You know, people who will say that their college years, those were the best years of their life and it was all downhill from there. Or maybe they have a room in their house that they just decorate with the past. And I know, I, I mean, I have that space in, in my office. You know, I have things in my office that are there to really push me forward as a person. And maybe that'll be another episode that I do in talking about the future. But I also have things that, bring to mind the, the past. So I mentioned before on an episode here, I've got on my wall the, the hall of concert fame, all the ticket stubs from the different shows and performances and plays and all that stuff that I, I've been to. And I love looking at that. It brings me back to those moments. It helps me to remember. And this is, this is a, th uh, a positive thing I think about nostalgia is that it can help you to remember because my greatest fear, at least one of my top three greatest fears is losing my story, losing the memory of it. And nostalgia can actually help us to remember things, to call, recall moments of the past. When I look at my display of all the ticket stubs and the things that come to mind, the memories as I recall where I was in my life in those shows and being able to tell my story through that. I think that's a, a healthy dose of nostalgia there. And not only do I experience that when I look at those ticket stubs, but when I actually listen to the music. I mean, my goodness, how much music do you have and if you went through your, your iTunes, your Apple Music, your Spotify, your CDs, your vinyl records, and you put on certain songs and it just transports you back. I mean, it's always amazed me that with Alzheimer's uh, patients, the way that they can hear music and they can remember something, that that brings them back to something. Maybe they remember the words. Maybe they remember a specific moment where they dance to it. That's beautiful. I had that moment in the car the other day where I put on a, an album from 2006. This was when I was a freshman in high school. And an album came out uh, by My Chemical Romance called The Black Parade. And 
I think it's the album that's probably aged best uh, from my teen years, just going back and listening to it. But there's a lot that comes to mind when I hear that album, just besides the story itself that the album is telling. But I saw that entire album performed. I went to that tour where My Chemical Romance played the album front to back. I remember that experience. I remember the things that happened. So when I listen to that album, I have memories of that show. But then I also remember the first time I heard that album, where I was. It was October. It was in my room. I had waited for months and months for that album to come out. And I remember being in my room listening to it for the first time. And I remember my dad and I listening to it for the first time. And my dad picking me up from school, listening to that album, front and back, and us going to pick up my brother and us listening to that album, and me never getting sick of it. Then I remember um, specific songs and specific moments. I remember the, the cancer song and how that song came out shortly after my grandfather died of lung cancer. And then I'm brought back to that experience. And you see that there's something so powerful about going back. And when I listened to that album in the car the other day, and I was singing certain lyrics, I was getting so emotional. I was getting choked up in the car, just like, because it brought me back to so much. And there's a song on there uh, called Welcome to the Black Parade. And the lyrics for that song, I mean, my gosh, it's so appropriate for this here. And it, uh, and I've heard the song hundreds of times, but it brought me back to it. We'll carry on, we'll carry on. And though you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on. And I think that hits it right there. I think that's what we long for in life. We want our memories. We want the past to live on in some way. Even when we think about legacy, which again, I think I might do an episode on this in the future, is we want to be remembered for something great. We want to go down in history. We want our story to be told long after we're gone. We want our memory to carry on. And so that's why I think nostalgia is, feels right to us in some way. It gives us this sense that our past still matters and that the memory of the past can carry on. I love doing uh, this narrative practice created by a guy named Ian Mond uh, called The Soundtrack of Your Life. I did this workshop recently and I had somebody come in that was like, I don't listen to a lot of music. I don't, I don't know how much this is gonna really apply to me, but boy, just wait till you get a group of people in a room and ask them to think about songs that they've connected with in their life. And the conversations that come out there, oh, it's, it's incredible. And then we listen to the song as a group and the way that it transports them back to that moment. It's almost like a time machine. It's crazy. Now, as we're doing this, as we're kind of going back and listening to these, these things that recall our past that we get nostalgic for, we know that we can't go back to that. Or like, we can't go back to that moment. We can't de-age ourselves, right? And be back in that place. But there's this sneaking thought that might creep up in our mind of, but what if I didn't go this direction in my life and I still somehow had that? 
So for example, I did an episode on when I moved to Florida and that challenge between um, security and risk. And I had these moments for the first few years I moved here to Florida of what if I would have stayed in California? Would I still be going to shows with my buddies? What would it be like to have still been in that neighborhood? And, you know, I, I definitely, when I go back to California, I get nostalgic for a lot of things. But there's something that I didn't consider for a while and that the more times I visited there, the more I'm reminded of this truth. Even if I was still there, things wouldn't be like they used to be. Things wouldn't be like that now. It is impossible for things to stay frozen in time forever, except maybe with the Amish, I don't know. But people move on, people move away. The place that you used to go and eat at all the time, it might close down. You might not be able to live in the neighborhood that you used to live in. Things change. It's impossible to escape it. And so even when we long for the past, we have to realize that time still marches on. The future is inevitable. And the future is not set in stone. That's what scares us. Whereas the past is. The past is written in stone. So there's a sense of comfort that we find in that. And, and sometimes with this, we even get the thought in the present, things aren't as good as they used to be. And maybe we recognize that we can't go backwards, but we look at the past and say, what can I take from the past and bring it to the present to make things better now so that they were more like they used to be? We do this all the time with clothing, right? I mean, we had the 80s kick for a while. We had the 80s wave where 80s nostalgia was the thing. Everybody wanted to kind of go back to that, dress like that. Music, modern music was sounding an awful lot like it. And now what's happened the last couple of years? We're moving right through the decades. We're in the 90s nostalgia now. The, the baggier clothings, the flannels coming back music be, becoming more raw again. I mean, we literally have shows that are like set in the 90s. Uh, I think of BoJack Horseman back in the 90s, you know? So we want to take those pieces of the past and we want to bring them to now because we're nostalgic for them. I mean, my goodness, there's a store that I I visit uh, and they're, they're, it's a really cool store. It's called Retroitis. And when you're in that store, you feel like you went back in time. It's amazing because nothing in that store feels modern. Even the TV, the, you know, all the stuff that they sell, the Sega Genesis carts, the, the uh, VHS tapes, the, you know, vintage like old toys and comic books. There's nothing really modern in there. So it feels like I'm back in the 90s or back in the late 80s, early 2000s, whenever. And we do this not just with, um, with pop culture, but we do this, uh, we could even do this with politics as well. I'm gonna do a political episode eventually. I just gotta build up to it and figure out how that's gonna get executed. But 
One of the things I'll talk about in that episode is like a statement, like make America great again. There's a narrative in there and it's a nostalgic one, right? By definition, make America great again implies again that there was a time when it was once great and that right now it's not. So we have this idea, and these people who believe in this, this, this motto, this axiom, that there was a time when things were better than they are now. And if we can only get back to that time, then things now will be better too. Even though we live in a world that's changed in so many ways. There's a, there's a great movie that I just thought of that kind of talks about that. It's called Pleasantville. Came out about the same time as The Truman Show, and I did an episode on that. And Pleasantville was interesting because you got the guy, Tobey Maguire's character, who's very nostalgic for the past. And he's like, man, I wish I could just go back to that. And you have the girl, Reese Witherspoon's character, who wants nothing to do with the past. She's all about the moment and moving forward. And they go back uh, into that, that 50s sitcom. And it's interesting because it, it, despite him wanting to live in the past, present catches up with him. And he realizes that you can't just go back to the way things were. The, the way the world has changed will always come crashing down. And that movie shows that really well there. And it's dangerous to spend too much time in that. Um, I actually think of this Bible verse here. Uh, it's really profound. It comes from Isaiah 43, where it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Talk about that for a message there. You know, it would have been so easy for Israel, who this passage is for, right? To kind of go, man, things were so much better back when we had a king. And they actually did that. They did that bef uh, long before this passage was written. They did that when they had their own kingdom, but they didn't have a king yet. They were ruled by judges. And they're like, man, we should have a king. Because remember when we were under Pharaoh and there was just one person? And it's just like, what? Are you insane? Do you not remember all the terrible things? They do this in the wilderness too. They're like, we should go back to Egypt. We ate pretty good in Egypt. The mammon and the quail, it's getting kind of old, but we had... We had better meat in Egypt, so we should probably go back there. They were nostalgic for the past and they couldn't see what God was leading them towards. So I'm kind of getting into where the dangers of nostalgia come into play, right? So that looking back at the way things used to be and this sense of longing for it. So another great film that explores this uh, that Tori and I talked about in the Why We Love Romances episode is Midnight in Paris. And it's an interesting romance because there is the romance between Owen Wilson's character and Rachel McAdams' character, terrible romance, like in terms of them not being good fit for each other. And that's kind of the point. Then he falls in love um, when he goes back in time. So he takes like this train, I think it's a train or a bus or something, that he goes back in time to the 1920s. Uh, in France, which is like what he considers to be like the peak time because he's a writer and that's when you got F. Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest Hemingway and great artists and people all just there. So he goes back to that time. It's based off a Twilight Zone episode, by the way, called A Stop at Willoughby. And he continues to go back to that. 
And he falls in love with this girl who is of that time. But then you learn that she has a time that she's nostalgic for. I think it's like the 1890s or something like that. So she actually has the ability to go back to that time. And she wants to live in that time. She's so enamored by it that she wants to forget her present, forget her unfolding story and just live in the past. And that's when Owen Wilson's character realizes that that's not what he needs to learn. He needs to learn to take the things from the past that mean the most to him and that value him to bring those things to the present and to live the life that he has for the time that he has it. And that's when he does. That's, you know, that's where the movie ends up going. Sorry, spoiler alert there. <laughs> but I love that. I love that message there. I, for the longest time, thought I was born in the wrong time. There's a part of me that still thinks I'm born in the wrong time, if I'm being honest with you. But when I saw that movie, I was challenged. I was challenged to go, how do I take the things that are I love about the past and bring them into the present moment? Uh, all things narrative, that's kind of what this company has become, is how do we take these wonderful things about story that people have learned and discussed for hundreds and thousands of years and bring them to now, bring them to where we're at. That's what I'm trying to do. All things narrative is my attempt to bring my nostalgia for the past into the present in a productive way. So there you go. And I think there's ways of doing that. So there's a lot of films that you go out and see. I think this is the big kick you see in Hollywood right now where everybody uh, wants to ha get a taste of that nostalgia money. Yeah, Top Gun, Net Maverick, like one of the biggest films of the year, financially, critically. And you have a lot of times where this nostalgia thing is not done well, where you just kind of look at that and you're like, yeesh, you can't, I'm sorry, but you just can't capture that. Even if you get these actors to come back, no matter how hard you try. And sometimes you butcher it, <laughs> um, Star Wars sequel trilogy. But there's other times where you do it well. Like in Spider-Man No Way Home, where you have, another spoiler alert, you have the two other Spider-Men that come back. Uh, you have Toby and Andrews. And there is a lot of nostalgia bait in that movie. Don't get me wrong. But what I love about that movie is that it actually goes back to that nostalgic past in order to push their stories forward. It takes the best of the past, brings it into the present, and says, what story are we going to tell now? I love that kind of nostalgia. Um, as long as it doesn't, you know, be like the Star Wars sequel trilogy where it destroys fundamental things about those characters, right? And we, if we're not careful, we could do that too. We take things from the past and twist them and distort them. Sorry for anyone out there who likes the Star Wars sequel trilogy. If that's you, great, you know, but it's not me. So another example, I think of that, maybe I'll, I'll kind of wrap here as well is there's another Twilight Zone episode that deals with nostalgia. I think it's probably my favorite Twilight Zone episode, uh, and it's called Walking Distance. And it's about a guy who's just kind of stuck in the mundane route of life that you get in, middle age. And he goes back, and he literally is back in the past. He time travels. And he goes to like this, uh, it's like a carnival where he's able to see himself 
in the past and interact with himself. And he's able to relive all these, these memories here. And there's a moment where he freaks out his younger self and then his father, you know, notices and they have a conversation. And his father, who sees, you know, the future version of his own son, says, there's no place for you here. Imagine you went back in time right now to the best moment of your past. And somebody from that past looked at you and said, there's no place for you here. Because the past is there. It's done. That's hard for us to come to grips with. The father goes on to say, maybe when you go back, look for the merry-go-rounds and cotton candy and band concerts. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong place. These were the things he was nostalgic for. And obviously they represent different things. They're not the things of themselves. It's what they represent and what they mean to him. And then he ends by saying, you've been looking behind you. Try looking ahead. It's okay to reflect, to reminisce, to look behind you for a moment, to revisit the past in order to push your story in the present forward. That's when I think nostalgia moves from being a romance and a longing for the past. And it becomes almost more like a fuel that drives your story forward into the future. And that's, that's where I'm gonna end it there. So probably in about two months, I'll do an episode about the future and the idea of legacy. And so I hope you'll join for that. But for now, I've got more upcoming episodes, including uh, the next episode is gonna be another Why We Love with the guys all coming back, which I'm very excited about. And we're gonna dive into the philosophical, religious, spiritual genre of stories. Stories that put us in touch with the metaphysical and the divine and higher consciousness and all that good stuff there. So yeah, so my encouragement for you, wherever you're at, have a healthy relationship with your past. Let nostalgia have its proper place, but don't let it take over. Don't let it drive your story the way that it drives so many stories today. Uh, let's, tell a, let's tell a new story, or at least a story uh, that moves us into the type of person that we want to change and transform and become. And so this has been Derek, your friendly narrative practitioner here at All Things Narrative, saying thank you for stopping by. And now find your way towards a meaningful story. And until next time, take care.